Welcome to this Monday edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, will present a helpful message titled, Insights from the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is one of the most well-known prayers around the world. Yet, for some reason, it's a stumbling block because it begins with the words, Our Father. You see, sometimes a rocky relationship with earthly parents, it causes a distorted view of the Heavenly Father. But by delving into this prayer today, we'll gain some insights into the Lord's true character. And along the way, we'll also learn how to capture God, the Father's heart. From the studios at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, here is Rabbi Schneider. Father, you have told us that through the preaching of your word, men's lives are saved and transformed. So Father God, I ask today that as I preach your word, that you would send it forth by the power of the Holy Spirit as a sharp two-edged sword that would transform us into the very likeness of your son. Father, we give you praise today and we glorify your name in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, in the name of Jesus, your son. And all God's people said, hallelujah and amen. I'm in the midst of a series now that I'm calling Capturing God's Heart. On last broadcast, we were looking at the prayer of Jesus in the book of Matthew, chapter number six. And the reason that we're doing this, beloved, the reason that we're studying Jesus' words here is because we know that the heart of Jesus captures the heart of God, that Jesus, the Son of God, more than anyone, has the heart of God and has captured the heart of the Father. So when we examine the prayer life of Jesus, we gain a window into the type of person that captures the heart of God. We know once again that Jesus is God in the flesh, but he's also a son. And as a son, he has a relationship with the Father. He's captured and always has captured the Father's heart. You see, the reason we're taking time, beloved ones, to study the prayers of the saints, we were studying in previous weeks the prayers of the writers of the Old Testament. Going forward, I'll be beginning a new series. We'll be looking at apostolic prayers, the prayers of the New Testament writers, looking into their hearts to know the things that capture God's heart so that we can incorporate these same dynamics in our walk with them today. The point is, beloved, that many people, listen, without knowing how to capture God's heart because they don't know who he is and they don't know how he responds and they don't know what pleases them, many people are seeking after God in ignorance and the result is that their spiritual life is operating at a very minimal level. So for example, we read Jesus telling the parable in the Bible about the talents he had given out. And then he finally called the man that he had given one talent to. And this individual that only received one talent came before Jesus and Jesus said, okay, I gave you a talent and I left you to multiply that talent all these years and now I've come back to you to see what you've done with the talent. And remember what the man said to Jesus, he said, well, listen, he said, Jesus, he said, you gave me a talent and I protected it. I hid it in the ground and buried it to be able to present to you when you came back and here it is. And Jesus said, you wicked and lazy slave, why did you do that? Why didn't you take what I gave you and do something with it? Use it, multiply it, work it, invest it. And the man said, well, I knew you, the man said to Jesus, to be a hard man. And the point is, is that this man suffered spiritual shipwreck because he didn't 
know the heart of God. He didn't know how to capture God's heart. He had a wrong perception of who God is. And unless we know who God is, we can't capture his heart. So by looking at the lives of the authors of scripture and looking here at the Lord's Prayer of Jesus himself, we can learn who God is and knowing who he is, beloved, we can walk with him in spirit and in truth and in so doing, capture his heart. Remember, Jesus said that the Father is looking for those, Jesus said, who will worship him in spirit and in truth that God is looking to and fro across the earth, looking for a person, looking for a man, a woman, or a child that will capture his heart. His eyes run to and fro across the earth, looking for somebody that loves him. You see, you can capture God's heart. You have the ability, beloved one, to capture God's heart. And we do this through revelation, through the revelation of knowing who he is, and then by choosing to love him and walking in obedience to the revelation that we have. And so we're then studying the lives of the New Testament writers, the Old Testament writers. We've already done the Old Testament writers. And now we're looking at the life of Jesus here. And we can learn of how to capture God's heart by examining how Jesus told us to pray. We all know the Lord's Prayer. Our Father that art in heaven, hallowed is thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we have forgiven those that have trespassed against us. So I want you to hear my word here, beloved. If you want to capture God's heart, you can't be walking with the heart of unforgiveness. Jesus said, when you pray, pray in this way. And he told us to say to the Father, Father, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those that have trespassed against us. So beloved one, I assume that many of you that are listening right now are listening because you love God. But yet how many of us that are listening to this broadcast because we do love God, how many of us are also, in addition to loving God, holding a spirit of unforgiveness or offense against somebody in our heart because you want to capture God's heart. And yet Jesus teaches here that if we hold on to unforgiveness and offense, we can't capture God's heart the way that we have the potential of doing. We can't move God and we can't see God move in power over our lives when we're holding on to unforgiveness because what it does is it hinders him through working in our lives. You see, we can hinder God through working in our lives. In other words, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. God wants to come in. But unless we open the door and receive him in, Jesus can't come in. In other words, he chooses to respect our will. And the same thing is true, beloved. You and I want to see God move in our life in power. And yet to the degree that we're holding on to bitterness and unforgiveness and ill will towards people, to that degree, we're hindering Jesus from coming in and being able to fully move in and through our lives and to bless us. I know right now, beloved ones, as I share this with you, that many of you are struggling, even if it's in a small way in your own consciousness, you're not aware of carrying a terrible spirit of unforgiveness. And yet if you would really search your heart and think about it, there are people in your life, many of you, that you have not forgiven. You're holding some type of ill 
will against. You have a spirit of what I call an IOU spirit over somebody's life. In other words, there's somebody, beloved one, in your life that hurt you some way, and you want them to be hurt back. You want to see them hurt. You want to have vengeance taken upon them because they hurt you. In other words, you'll forgive them after they've paid for it. You're holding an IOU over their life. But Jesus said, when you pray, pray in this way, Father, forgive us our sins, even as we have forgiven those that have trespassed against us. Jesus even went on to say, for if we don't forgive those that have sinned against us, neither will our heavenly Father forgive us. So I want to encourage you right now, search your heart. Maybe it's a mom or a dad you're holding unforgiveness with. Maybe it's a friend that hurt you in the past. Maybe it's somebody at work. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a relative. Maybe it's someone even from your childhood years, they did something to you. Maybe it was an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. And you have a spirit of vengefulness towards this person. You want to see this person hurt. You have ill will towards them. Jesus said we have to deal with that. Now, let me share with you a secret that I've learned as to how to deal with forgiving people. I've shared this in other broadcasts, but it's appropriate to share it here again with you. I have found that a great help for me in forgiving people is I look at Jesus on the cross and I see Jesus with his hands open wide, dying on the cross for our sins. And I see the people on the ground laughing at him and jeering at him, the ones that had spit in him and pulled out his beard and his hair. And Jesus looks up to the Father as he's on the cross and he says to the Father, he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. In other words, Jesus saw them way, way below him. He saw them living in total ignorance. And he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. So what I do with people in my life that have hurt me and that I have a difficult time forgiving because of the offense or the hurt, what I do is I focus my eyes on Jesus. And as I'm looking at Jesus, not at the people that hurt me, but as I'm looking at Jesus, I look at the people that hurt me at the same time out of my peripheral vision in terms of my conscious awareness. My eyes are focused on Jesus in my mind, in my heart, and in my peripheral awareness, I have a consciousness of the person that I need to forgive. And I model Jesus. I come into alignment with his heart and his words, and I say, Jesus, I forgive them. You see, I see Jesus forgiving them. I focus on Jesus with his arms open wide on the cross, dying for the sin of the world. I see him forgiving them. And then as I keep my eyes focused on him, I come into agreement with his heart and his words. And I say, Jesus, I forgive them. So I get into alignment with the flow of Jesus towards that person, not looking at the person first, but looking at Jesus first and keeping the person on the peripheral. And then I can release forgiveness. Because what I found, beloved ones, is that if I don't keep my eye focused on Jesus and instead look at the person, I may fall back into a spirit of offense again because I'm focusing on the person and how they hurt me. But when I keep my eye focused on Jesus, I'm able then to release the person with the same forgiveness that Jesus released to him when he's on the cross. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, we have a special book announcement. Let's check it out. Elohim, Yahweh, Adonai. The Hebrew names of God. Seeking a deeper bond with the divine? 
dive into To Know Him By Name. Rabbi Schneider deciphers the Hebrew scriptures where God's names are revealed. Discover God as your provider, peace giver, victory, righteousness, healer, sanctifier, and more. To Know Him By Name transcends mere knowledge and empowers you to conquer life's challenges. Order at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. Start your transformative journey now. We are truly so excited for you to get this life-changing new book. So pick up a copy today, and now here is Rabbi with the rest of today's message. This is very important. We're talking about capturing God's heart. And if we're going to fully capture the heart of God and receive the conscious experience of being forgiven to the degree that God wants us to experience it, we have to make a conscious decision, beloved, to forgive those that have sinned against us. Let's go back and continue on reading the rest of the Lord's Prayer now in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus continues and he says, Father, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And then he continues and he says, and do not lead us into temptation, but he said, deliver us from evil. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is an awesome truth to realize that we can ask the Lord to strengthen us by the Ruach HaKodesh, by the Holy Spirit, so that we wouldn't be led into temptation, that we wouldn't be yielding to temptation. Listen again, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In other words, we can ask God to protect us from being exposed to an evil that would overwhelm us. We can ask God to protect us from having to deal with an evil that we're maybe not at the present time strong enough to be able to successfully deal with because we're not mature enough, because we haven't had enough training, because we don't have enough revelation, because we're not strong enough in the spirit, because we don't have enough faith. In other words, there are some things that you can deal with at the present time, but there might be some circumstances and some forces of darkness that you're not quite ready to deal with. You can actually ask the Lord to keep you from being exposed to those situations that will overwhelm you. Let's do that right now. Father God, Jesus taught us to pray that you would lead us not into temptation and that you would deliver us from evil. Put your hand over your heart. Repeat after me. Just say, Father God, lead me not into temptation. Lord, protect me from being exposed to evils and to temptations that I wouldn't be able to successfully handle. And Father, I ask you to deliver me from evil, deliver me from darkness, deliver me from the power of evil. Thank you, Father God. Jesus, beloved, is able to keep us from evil. He's able to keep us living in victory over the darkness. We say, hallelujah, praise your holy name. Father God, thank you that you have given us a complete savior. That Father God, in Jesus, we have everything that we need to be overcomers and successful and victorious in life. Father God, again, we ask you for what Jesus told us we should ask you for, that you would protect us in life, Father God, from situations that would overwhelm us or overcome us, that you would deliver us from evil, that you would lead us not into temptation, that, Father, we'd continue to be followers of you, fully engaged in loving you without any of our 
relationship with you, our intimacy with you, our commitment to you being broken in Jesus' name. Father God, right now I just speak over everyone that is listening to the sound of my voice. Father, I ask that you would strengthen them. Father, right now I speak over all these that are under the sound of my voice right now. Father God, I ask you to come upon them with a new and a fresh and a greater impartation of the Holy Spirit. Father, that you would strengthen them against evil. Father God, that you would protect them from the forces of darkness. Father God, that you would break off every scheme that the enemy, that the devil has planned against them. That you would deliver them from evil and lead them not into temptation. Satan, you have been bound under our feet because we say, King Jesus, for thine is, as Jesus continues, for thine is, Jesus says, the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Notice what Jesus says here, he says, Do not lead us into temptation, he taught us to pray, but deliver us from evil. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then he continues to say, for yours, he says to the Father, is the kingdom and the power and the glory both now and forever. In other words, Jesus is saying to the Father, Father God, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. So your saints, Father God, belong to you. Don't let them be overtaken by the enemy. Don't let them bring a reproach upon you in your name because yours is the kingdom and yours is the power and yours is the glory. Not Satan, but you. We glorify you, God. So be glorified in the lives of your saints. Let them not be overcome with evil. Let them not be led into temptation. That your name would be glorified in their life. That Satan would not have anything to boast about. That Satan would not have an advantage by having anything to lord over your people. For yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, and yours is the glory. So Father God, keep your saints from entering into temptation and deliver them from evil. For yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, and yours is the glory, both now and forever and forever. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Father God, we worship you today in Jesus' name. And Father God, we want to thank you for your son today. Father, thank you for the revelation that we've received through what we call the Lord's Prayer. Jesus, thank you for revealing the heart of the Father to us and teaching us how to capture God's heart by teaching us how to pray. And we say with you, King Jesus, as you taught us today, our Father who art in heaven. Father, thank you for being our Father. Holy is your name. Father God, you are separate. You are unique. You are exalted as no one else. Holy is your name. And Father, we ask today that your kingdom would come and that your will would be done on earth in our lives, Father God, even as it is in heaven. And Father, we ask you today that you would provide for us everything that we need, that you would give us, Father, today, this day, what we need, our daily bread. Father, both in the things that we need in the material realm, food and shelter, but also that you would give us fresh manna, fresh revelation, Father, that we would stay infused with passion for you. Father God, give us this day our daily bread. And Father God, forgive us, we pray, our sins. 
as we have forgiven those that have trespassed against us. Father, right now, we speak blessing over every single person's life. Father God, we speak blessing over our brothers and sisters, over our friends, over our work associates. Father God, we speak blessing over those that may have wounded us in our life. We speak blessing over them all. We release them all and we bless them today in Jesus' name. And Father God, thank you for your protection. Father, we ask you to not allow us to be overcome with temptation, but to deliver us from evil. Father God, that you would protect us because your name is what needs to be glorified, Father, in our lives. For thine is the kingdom, thine is the glory forever and ever and ever. Father God, thank you for fusing us to yourself. Thank you for fusing our heart to your heart. Father God, our greatest passion is to capture your heart. Father God, that our eyes would be locked with your eyes. Jesus, we want to tell you today that we love you. We want to thank you today for all you've done for us. We worship you today. We love you today. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory in our life forever and ever. Amen. Amen. We're learning how to capture the heart of God today, and this is Discovering the Jewish Jesus. So as we prepare to wrap up January and celebrate our partners next month, we want to remind you that God is working mightily through this ministry to bring healing and deliverance to millions around the world. Rabbi? I want to read you what I believe is one of the most beautiful scriptures concerning the promise of God that comes to us when we honor Him with our wealth. I'm reading Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Open your heart. Listen to this word that the Lord gives us. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. This is a direct promise that when we honor the Lord with our finances, He responds to that by supernaturally blessing our lives and circumstances. If you believe this, I want to ask you, if you sense the Holy Spirit knocking on your heart right now, make your best offering to the Lord through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Thank you for your help. I love you. God bless you. And shalom. If you sense the Lord leading you to financially support this ministry this year with a gift of any amount, then please reach out to us today. You can call us at 800-777-7835, or if it's easier, give online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And then if you'd like to increase the impact of your giving this year, become a monthly partner. It's the best way to do so. And as a monthly partner, you'll empower us to share the gospel with freedom and boldness. And in this way, you'll actually have a ministry of your own. To become a monthly partner right now, go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com few things are more comforting than receiving God's affection. So let's wrap up today's program with a special blessing. It's the blessing that Aaron the priest would pray over the people of Israel, invoking God the Father's name over his people. Now here is Rabbi Schneider. The ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6 is not a blessing that comes from an impersonal being out there somewhere in the heavens. This special blessing comes from a person Yahweh, God Almighty, our Creator and Maker. So receive God's blessing into your life right now. Yahweh, 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 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance. And the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again when Rabbi begins a brand new series titled A Parallel Reality. That's Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.